Welcome to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life. I'm Janine Strong, sharing with you inspiring conversations with ordinary folks leading extraordinary lives. My conversation today is with Tama Keith, and I'm very excited about it. She's got such a great energy, and uh, we've got a really nice connection going here. So Tama is an honors graduate of Harvard Law School. She left her law practice to write and help others create their most extraordinary lives. She's a sought-after speaker and visionary career and book coach. She has been featured in USA Today and has been on Oprah Radio. She's also taught A Course in Miracles for 28 years. Tema is a best-selling author with several books to her name. Her most recent book, Thriving Through Uncertainty, Moving Beyond Fear of the Unknown and Making Change Work for You, is, I do believe, the perfect topic for our changing time. As she says of herself, I was put on this earth to champion visionary minds, creative souls, freedom junkies, love-driven entrepreneurs, and change agents, and anyone who wants to live and work from inspiration instead of fear. I may also have been put here to eat great Thai food. She has a wonderful gift for all of you, which we will be telling you about during our conversation. Hi, Tama. Welcome. Did I pronounce it right? You pronounced it right. It's so funny. This uh, this has been going on lately. It's like how to, I was just telling, so listeners, I was just telling her that I don't like being introduced to someone via email because I can't hear their name. And then I start saying their name in my head. And then I, if it's not right, I, I, you know, I, it's hard to change. (laughs) Welcome. All all the problems really begin in our head, Janine. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Well, I, you know, I can tell you've got a keen sense of humor, which I adore. You know, it's interesting. I've had now oh, maybe three or four lawyers on. And it seems that there's something about becoming a lawyer, creating a thriving practice, and then leaving it to follow your dream is not all that unusual. Um, <laughs> what's your take on that? <laughs> you know, I, I think that for many of us, and it's not only lawyers, but but many people who've created lives that they mm-hmm. thought they were supposed mm-hmm. to create, mm-hmm. you know, what, what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and you and you arrive there and you feel empty and you feel like, oh, my God, there's got to be something else, you know, of, you know, for me, I'll just just tell you a quickie background. Please. Of, yes. I knew when I was younger, I knew that I wanted to write. I loved writing, mm. but I grew up in Brooklyn, New York to an Orthodox Jewish family. <laughs> and <laughs> you know where this is going. Uh-huh. My mother said something like, you're going to write? You're going to write? You're going to stop. You're going to write. <laughs> you know, and so that was the go for your dream, stop. Um, and so I ignored what I loved. I ignored what moved me. And I went off to Harvard Law School and graduated with honors. And I was on partnership track. And like I said, you wake up one day and you just feel so empty. Like, I, you know, I'm, I, I have what other people think of as success. What mm-hmm. other people say, this is success. This You should be happy. And I just kept feeling more and more depressed because I believe that if we are not living what our soul is asking us to do, what our spirit is asking us to do, it will eventually make us depressed, right? Mm -hmm. And so thank God a friend of mine at the time asked me, you know, if you're this successful doing something you don't even love, 
what could you do with what you love? Oh, what a great and question. It's great. Isn't that a great question? Mm-hmm. And actually, that question's in my first book, This Time I Dance, of that, you know, my whole life got based around that question. And, and that was for me, it was logical. And I thought, you know what, you get one life in this lifetime, I want to know. And so that's what began this whole journey for me of just really walking off into uncertainty to, to follow a certainty that was already there. And that's Mm -hmm. what I want people to take away is that no matter how crazy you feel right now, no matter how uncertain you might feel right now, there is already a path inside you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what did it take for you to leave your law practice? I mean, did you do it like right away or did you, you know, did you have to go? You know, it's a great question. It's a great question because people will always say to me, oh my God, Tama, I wish I had your courage. I wish I could just do what you did. I wish I had your courage. And for me, it wasn't courage. It was desperation. It Mm. was just desperation. And so for many people, if you're thinking about shifting your life or changing your life, and by the way, it doesn't always have to be one big quantum leap, right? Right. It could be incremental little shifts. Everybody's completely differently. So, you know, so whenever I'm sharing my story, I'm sharing it because this is how it worked for me at that time, but it's not prescriptive of, you know, that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to, to answer your question, Um, you know, I think if you deny yourself long enough, there will come this, for me, this desperation or pain. And then it was like, I've got nothing to lose anymore because I'm dying, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to be okay. And, and, and one of the things that finally made me leave was I took this vacation at one point just to try to straighten myself out. And I remember, uh, I went to this beach in Northern California and I was sitting there and I'm eating this bagel, you know, and, um, and I'm a good Jewish girl and I'm eating my bagel. I'm watching the waves and I think, oh my God, I am happier right now than I have been in so long. And this bagel at the time was a dollar or something. Um, and these waves are free. I don't need to make a million dollars a year or anything close to be okay. I need to listen to my soul. I need to listen to myself. That's what I want. And so that was a turning point moment for me. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I think so many people, when they start out, they they really do think, and I, I've, I've come across this in, in when I had my coaching practice with people, that they think that if they make a lot of money, they're going to be happy, that that's going to fix everything. And I say, no, it's not. I've been, I've been there and you can still be unhappy. You can still be unfulfilled. Um, It makes life easier if you have a lot of money, but it doesn't make you happy. That's for sure. You know, and, and in some ways for me, it made me more unhappy because, you know, like one of the one of the other pivoting things for me was I got a promotion, you know, I got, mm. you know, and I realized, oh, my God, I'm good at this. And I'm <laughs> going to be stuck here forever. And, you know, there was something terrifying for me about having the external success that other people think is, exter- you know, is success and feeling like, what is wrong with me? Why am I not okay? And I had no spiritual path back then. I had no, I made fun of people like that. You know, it's, <laughs> I still do, <laughs> even though I know I'm one of them. You yep, know? Yep. 
it's an existential crisis, you know, when you have what everybody else says you're supposed to have. And, and I just kept thinking, oh, my God, there's something so wrong with me in this lifetime. But what I want people to know is that when you're having that, it's because you're not listening to what you really, really want. You're listening to somebody else. And that is, for me, that is the whole point of what uncertainty is about. It's trying to get you to the place where you finally listen to what's really inside you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how do you suggest people do that? What do you suggest people do to say, okay, so let's scenario. So someone's in, they've got a a successful, well-paying job, but they're very unhappy. They don't feel fulfilled. They, they just, they're, they don't, they can't really pinpoint yet what they want to do, but they just know they're, they're not happy with their life. What would you suggest would be some of the first steps they take? You know, um, and this is true, not only for jobs, but for anything, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. so, um, you know, um, but I think the, the main thing that I would want you to do is just start doing anything that brings you joy, anything that you love, right? And so people will say, but that's the whole thing, Tam. I don't know what I love. I don't know what, what I care about anymore. I just don't, I don't know. And, you know, here's the thing. We always know. We always know what we love. <laughs> We're just not listening to it. You know, so I remember I went to a therapist at the time and I was, I was that person like, I don't know what I love. I don't know what I love. And, you know, and the therapist would say, well, you said you'd like to write, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, I'd like to write, but what, you know, what am I going to do with my life? Because, right. Because I just was dismissing it. You are dismissing the things you love because your mind is jumping in and going, where's that going to go? How could I ever make money? I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't have a certification. Whatever. My wife is going to make fun of me if I do that. Our minds are dismissing what we already know. Our minds are jumping in and pushing things away. And so this is a path of really just becoming innocent again, really becoming innocent again, and really just deciding, okay, if I'm in this mess of uncertainty, when I wrote Thriving Through Uncertainty, that's really what this is about. Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. any kind of uncertainty is in your life, The whole point of it is to start pushing you to really listen to this extraordinary voice that you already have inside you. And that means we're going to become innocent. We're going to become beginner's mind of that. If right now, what I really want to do is take a nap, then I'm going to take a nap, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, Mm -hmm. when we think about what do I love? We're thinking I have to write a great American novel. I have to become a, you know, I have to move across the world. I have to, you know, we're thinking all these big things. And I'm going to ask you to slow down and go moment by moment incrementally, incrementally. And it's like, maybe in this moment, I just want to walk on the beach. Or maybe in this moment, I want to play with my dog. Because what happens is if you start listening to something you love and doing it, it changes your consciousness. It changes your brain waves. It changes mm-hmm. your energy. And in that, you will get more ideas and more ideas and more ideas. Mm-hmm. But most people hear an idea, dismiss it from their mind, and then don't do it. And then think, well, I don't know. And it's like, so that, that would be the first thing I'd say. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not sure what works for you. You can say what works for you. But for me, taking a long walk, um, like we have, they're called rails to trails. You know, just to go and take my dog for a half hour, 45 minutes and, and go for a walk. I get so many ideas, you know, and, yes. and it lets my mind just kind of wander and go wherever it wants yes. to go. And 
um, I find for me that works. What works for you? I think that's a great idea, Janine. Um, and I think along with it, whatever technique you use, right? So like if it's walking, I might be journaling, you know, that might be like mm -hmm. something I do, but whatever technique you use, right? Even more importantly, I think is, is developing that quality of mind that says, I'm just going to receive these ideas. I'm going to listen. I'm not going to just jump all over them because, you know, I can take a walk and if I'm in a crazy state of mind, I got a crazy narrator in me. It's not always fun. It's got lots of ideas too, but they're not always the best ideas, mm -hmm. right? And so, uh, so I think what I do in a lot of my work is I'm teaching you which part of yourself you're listening to. Mm. Are you listening to your fear? Uh, and by the way, fear can often sound practical and like good judgment and, you know, and, and it's the conditioned normal way. Or are you listening to your love? Are you listening to your heart? Are you listening with that innocence, like, you know, of just like saying, I'm going to listen to what I really want right now. I'm going to take that walk and I'm just going to be with myself with kindness, mm -hmm. with tenderness, not with, okay, you better figure it out now. You've got 20 minutes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the clock is on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear you. So. Um, oh shoot. I'm having a senior moment. Hold on. Um, gosh, this is a really good. Oh, so how do you help people to distinguish between, um, something that sounds reasonable, but it's really fear-based and in their heart? That's gorgeous. That's a great, great question. Um, I think the main thing is how it feels and how it lands. So, you know, what happens a lot in my work is that people have all kinds of ideas, you know, and so uh, people will say, oh, I've got this idea, I've got that idea, you know, or maybe I could do this or maybe I could do that. And they're all ideas. They're at the level of the mind. But I'm when I'm listening to somebody, I'm listening to where they're sparked, where they're really excited, where they're really moved, right? Because mm -hmm. you can have lots of great ideas. I want to, but again, when I say that there's a path already in you, I know that there is already not a bunch of ideas, but there is something moment by moment that is really the true you, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, I have a billion ideas. I go, oh, I can do this. <laughs> Hey, that makes money. Hey, Janine's doing this. Maybe I should do that. Why should you walk on a rail to trail? That means I need to move. You know, like, I'm going to go to town, right? Um, you so sound like me. You have a lot of interests. I have, that's part yeah. my problem is I have too many interests and there just are not enough hours in the day. <laughs> And so again, so a lot of my clients are like that. Well, people will say to me like, but Tamla, I could do a million different things and I could do this and I could do that. And if I were working with you, you know, what I'd always ask you, and it's in all my books too, of, you know, that basically if we slow down in this moment, you don't want to do everything. In this moment, I want to do X. In this moment, I want to do Y, right? And so, you know, it's like if we were going to go to a restaurant, it's like, oh, I like Thai food, I like French food, I like Italian food. But in this moment, I'm, I'm, you know, I want something healthy or whatever, right? So, uh, again, so I'm always guiding people to as much as you can. It's not the level of the mind; it's starting to listen to your heart, your mm -hmm. energy, your fullness, and also the other tip that I would offer is. 
there are certain ideas that you have that are consistent, that keep coming back around and keep coming back around. Those are the ones I always listen to because, you know, the, the other ideas are just the idea du jour, you know, of just like, <laughs> oh, this, oh, that's, you know, uh-huh. the wandering love mind, right? right? But there are certain things that you were born for in this lifetime. And that's my goal and my dream is to help other people really live the lives they're born for, what they have to do, what they must do. And so it's listening to that deeper voice and how it feels, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes the idea will feel empty, it will feel okay. But when you're really speaking from your love or your heart or your soul, it's just, you know, it, it feels deeper or it makes you smile or there, there's an emotional response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I've often said you should not make any decisions from your mind because your mind can justify anything. It's mm-hmm. you, you, you have to drop down into your heart and your heart will tell you what's true for you. Yes, yes, yes. And, and to your point, what you were saying earlier about like how people get in touch, sometimes, you know, uh, when I'm working with somebody or I've noticed somebody and they're exhausted or they're depressed or they're at a job or in a marriage that's just exhausting them. And it's like, what do you love? What's your passion? (laughs) You know, uh, if I were them, I'd want to choke someone. Right. Right. You know, so, um, the first step, if you cannot find your bliss, if you don't know your love, if you don't know your passion, I think the first thing I would say is be really, really, ridiculously kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Slow down, be kind, stop pushing, stop trying. Maybe, you know, I have a, I have a chapter in my first book, This Time I Dance, Creating the Work You Love, where I have, um, where when I was practicing law, and if somebody said to me, oh my God, you could do anything, you could do anything. Uh, what do you want to do? And what I really wanted to do is, like I said, I wanted to take a nap. I was mm-hmm. exhausted. And so I have a chapter in that book called The Year of Sleeping Jan- Dangerously, because <laughs> Because that's what I needed. So again, if somebody's listening and they're thinking, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I don't have any passion. Um, the first thing I want you to do is be kind to yourself. Be gentle. Don't judge anything. Don't judge yourself for anything. If you do that, it will lead you down the garden path. You will restore and you will know who you are and what you want. Mm-hmm. And from what you're saying, it sounds to me like it's really important to be in the present moment um, rather than projecting out what you want to do in the future and, you know, and trying to figure that out to really be present in the moment with what do I need right now? What do I want right Mm -hmm. now? Yes. Yes. So I, I, um, in my latest book, Thriving Through Uncertainty, I have a I have a, a chapter on that where, you know, everybody is wanting this plan, right? The 10-year plan, the five-year <laughs> plan, or I just got to get to retirement, or I just got to get over here, or I just got to get, you know, mm. um, and we're, we're, you know, and our minds are making it complicated and ramifications. And if I do this, but then that, following the breadcrumbs, that an inspired path, because that's what I'm interested in leading people to. I'm not interested in a sexy plan. I'm not interested in an ordinary life. I'm not interested in making you a better widget. I'm interested in you being here in the life you were born for and came for. And that's an inspired life. And for me, an inspired life, an inspired plan comes moment by moment. So I'm going to ask you just simply to follow a breadcrumb. 
and then the next breadcrumb. And a breadcrumb might look nothing like what your brain says it should look like. So your brain might be sitting there saying, I want to figure out how to make a million dollars. I want to figure out how to meet the man of my dreams, whatever it is. And a breadcrumb might be, I need to call my sister. I need to forgive my sister. I need to, I mean, like, it might just mm-hmm. be this instinctive thing that m- makes no linear sense to you. But again, this isn't a linear path, right? That, that, so I've, you know, I've taught A Course in Miracles for years. And one of its concepts is that we are undoing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. Mm. And what that means is that love is always present. Mm-hmm. The miracle always present. Your path is always present. All we are doing on this path is undoing the blocks that might be in the way of your awareness. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like peeling away the layers of the onion to get to the nugget to the, Mm -hmm. in, in the center. Yes, exactly. And, and we know how much that smells. No, (laughs) (laughs) that's a fun path, isn't it? (laughs) Especially right now, you know, it's, I, I don't know what, uh, why it took me so long to figure this out, but when you're eating onions in season, they're very, um, they're much more mild, but the ones that actually keep all winter, they're really like, as soon as you cut into them, you can barely, your eyes start watering and, and there must be something about onions that, that, you know, to keep over the winter or that keep for a long time, they're much stronger. I love that. I, I did not know that. And it's a great metaphor for what we're talking about because, mm-hmm. again, you know, we are living in wild and wondrous times right now. There's so much changes going throughout the world, and people, of course, are challenged. And one of the main things that I wanted people to know in Thriving Through Uncertainty is that these, these crazy times, these challenges that you might be up against, they're actually building your strength. Mm-hmm. They're building your strength yep. to do anything. And so to your point about the onions, the onions that can go all winter mm-hmm. is because they're strong, baby. Yep. They're That's the true. strong ones, That's right? True. They ain't no mild, they ain't no mild variety, right? And so again, each and every one of us, we were born for these times. We came for these times. And there is a strength in us right now. And that strength, again, I will just say it over and over, is uh, is in no, no longer looking for external answers. You know, the part of our minds mm. that is so afraid and going, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? What about the job market's tight or, uh, you know, or, uh, uh, you know, to get married at this age, you'd have to blah, blah, blah. I mean, just like all the different things that we're looking at externally. And I think these times are pushing us now to the answers that we have that are not in the world, but are in us. And there mm-hmm. is something in each of us right now. I always tell my clients, you know, the answer is, you know, just because there's uncertainty in the world doesn't mean that there's uncertainty in you. And if we are listening to ourselves, you know, moment by moment what to do. And again, it may not look linear. It may not mm-hmm. look what you think it should look like, but it will be inspired and it will make you stronger and more safer than you have ever been in your life and You'll smell up the kitchen like a good onion. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to stay with the metaphor. <laughs> sure. Well, and I think it's really, I, I know for myself, it's, it, it is forcing me to be more present. I, I, mm. I can't plan. Like I just heard 
yesterday that the borders are closed again for another month. And I'm like, shit, I want to go to Portland. I want to go visit my friends. And, and uh, I just want to go across the border and pick up friggin' packages, but I can't. So um, it, it's forcing me, you know, I can't plan any vacations, right? Because I, I don't know what's going on. Um, and I'm just, I'm really just kind of day to day. Okay, what, what needs to be done today? Like I'll lay in bed for maybe a half hour in the morning after I wake up and think about, okay, what do I want to do today? What can I accomplish? You know, and just every day I do that mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, the big plan. Cause yes. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do or not do. And, and there's something in some crazy way, there's something nurturing about that. You know, it's, it's slowing us all down because I think everybody had the big plan mm-hmm. or the big to do or the big, and again, the big plan is our big plan, right? My mind's idea of what a good day is or mm-hmm. what is an accomplished day. And um, I have a chapter in Thriving Through Uncertainty that says you can't plan an inspired life. That's you can't true. plan an inspired life. And again, when our plans fall through, when the things that we just don't know how they're going to work, we can't see how it's going to happen. Um, that's when we start to, that's when we start to receive the plans that are already there, the ideas that are already there. You might do something differently than you would have ever done it because, because your plan broke through, you know, fell through. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so, I'll just tell you a very, very brief story. I'll try to keep it brief. Um, of, <laughs> of when I published my first book, This Time I Dance, um, uh, I I wrote that book for 12 years. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I did not. I know people think, oh, my God, I don't want to study with that woman. Forget it. She <laughs> takes too long. Uh, but I always tell people. I think it took me 11 years to heal and 11 years to believe in something and one year to write a book, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like a lot mm-hmm. of different levels. But when I was writing the book, I didn't have an agent or a contract or a publisher or anything. I just kept having this instinct that I was meant to write this book. And uh, I finally, finally finished it after 12 years, right? And I thought, okay, what do I do? I don't know how to get this out there in the world. I don't mm-hmm. know how to get it published. And so I, you know, submitted to, uh, I, I asked my inner voice and uh, about should I do commercial publishing and try to get a publisher? Should I do self-publishing? Whatever. I got this inner voice that said, just put it in the river. Just put it in the river. Which, beautiful saying, what the hell does that mean? Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I knew it meant uh, self-publish it, get it out there any way you could, put it in the stream of life. If, if it was supposed to go somewhere, it would. Well, this was not my plan, right? It's like, oh, great. Now, not only am I not going to make money, now I have to put money into it. Like mm-hmm. this is so the wrong direction. But anyways, after I did that, four months after I self-published, um, I got an email that said, your fairy godmother has arrived and it was an email from a marketing and publicity uh, vice president for Random House. <laughs> and she'd been in a career transition and searching. And she somehow found my self-published book. Wow. And she wrote to me and said, this is the best book I've ever read on finding your calling, doing your dreams. I want to get it to a major New York house. She got it to the publisher I dreamed of. It was Tartar Penguin. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, they bought the book. They bought the exact title. They kept the exact words. So my point in all of that was you can't plan an inspired life. How could you, how could I figure out I'm going to have a meltdown for 12 years? And then at the end of 12 years, some other woman's going to be having a meltdown, find my book. And that's how I'm going to find my dream publisher. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so 
what I want people to hear in that is that there are circumstances that are waiting for you, crazy circumstances of if you follow moment by moment what you're supposed to do. Right. That's such a great example because I can imagine that someone would feel like they have to have everything in place before they even start writing, right? Yes. And, and you yes. just, you did what you were inspired to do and then everything started to fall into Thank place. You. Exactly. Exactly. And the journey, you know, when I say it takes 12 years, it took me 12 years. It didn't have to take 12 years. It could take 12 <laughs> seconds. But um, for me, the real journey wasn't only the writing, right? But this is for everybody. It's the going past your fears. Mm-hmm. It's going past that noisy mind that says, you're crazy. You're never going to get it published. Who the hell are you? If it was supposed to happen, it would have happened by now. It's year eight, for God's sakes. You know, I mean, just... You know, so like uh, my my work and my life's work has been helping people go past that limiting mind that is keeping you from your destiny, your brilliance, the things you're meant to do here. Because again, that mind is always talking to you. You think it's practical. You think it's reasonable, but it's really limiting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I've said this before, but I firmly believe we all have a team. <clears throat> that, you know, is on the other side helping us. And they're just waiting to help. And a lot of times they'll throw us little, you know, little ideas, but we're so focused on what we think we should be doing or have to do that we we miss them. I mean, it can yeah. be just something small, like um, throw your umbrella in the car and you and you you get that little little hit and you look outside and it's sunny and you go, eh, I don't need to do that. And then it rains later. But you know, but if you would have just, if, if you would have just listened and thrown it in the car and, and I find that the more that people listen and take action, the more information you start getting, the more, uh, the more guidance you start getting. And, yes. you know, I just go, come on team. Like before I do a recording, I just ask my team, you know, help out, help me out with good questions help me make this a really great recording. And I just let it go. Beautiful. And you're absolutely right. And I love what you said that the more you listen to it, the more you receive, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so that's exactly what, you know, my work is about. Likewise, is that there's an inspired voice in you. And then there's that fearful voice in you, right? Mm-hmm. And most of us, I think we learn to dismiss that inspiration, just like you said, ah, eh, you know, it's it's sunny. I'm not going to take that umbrella, right? That's stupid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or some part, somebody's listening to this and thinking, yeah, well, it's too late for me to have my dream and move to this beautiful place I want to go to, or whatever it is. And it's or, or just like you said, something very very simple, like you know, wow, I want to go. I, I I don't know why, but I just want to right now. I want to eat Italian food, right? I mean, just anything, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, we are constantly being guided. We are constantly being led. We are constantly, it is within us, but we are blocking it. We are, we are listening. You, you have a choice in this lifetime. Which voice will you listen to? Will you listen to love or will you listen to fear? Will you listen to those instinctive, intuitive nudges 
Or will you listen to the part of you that starts diminishing it going, oh, come on, that again? If it was supposed to happen, it would have happened. And oh, now you're going to go down some crazy bliss-filled path, you know, just like, uh, you know, my inner voice used to say, oh, good. Yeah, you're going to listen to an inner voice. Hitler heard an inner voice, too, you know. <laughs> you know, you could, be a, you could just be a nut. Just because yeah. you're listening to an inner voice doesn't mean it's right. Could be, you know, you know? who knows? <laughs> One of the things I decided is this is my one lifetime here. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know where it goes if I follow it. So Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. your notion of team. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, and this podcast wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have listened because I really did hear in my head in the shower, you should start a podcast. Now, Mm -hmm. I initially went, yeah, right. I don't know anything about a podcast. And then I started thinking about it and I thought, you know, I've had such an interesting life. And I've met so many amazing people. I've really been blessed to just meet a lot of really cool people. And I've been studying this and that all my life. I've got tons of knowledge. Mm. And here I am out in the boonies. Mm. And I'm kind of feeling like I'm going to waste. Mm. Maybe maybe I could learn how to do it. Maybe I could figure it out. And it would be a really great way to reconnect with people. Mm. Took It took me about five months to figure everything out. Um and do the research and come up with a plan. But I, you know, and then I just, I thought, well, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but I'm going to, I'm going to try it. Janine, that's such a beautiful, beautiful example and such a good, good, uh, good teaching moment, I think for others to hear, because, you know, I think that, um, we each have gifts. And one of the things that I always teach is that your gift is not for you. Your gift is not for you. It's for others. And so like Mm. Janine hears this voice in the shower that says, huh, I should start a podcast. And if you hadn't, the thousands and thousands of people who have now been affected by you, who have now received, you know, something that you said, or a guess that you shared, or a book that you recommended, or whatever it is that has repercussions and repercussions and repercussions, right? Of, we, mm-hmm. you know, that, again, we're just thinking, oh, well, who am I, or whatever, and we forget that, I love how you put it, like, well, I have all these gifts, and I have all these stories, and I have all this wisdom, and I don't want it to go to waste, Right. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I, I will I will have um, people that will write to me and will say, oh, my God, your book is incredible. Your book changed my life. You must get a thousand of these. And I'm like, you know, oh, send a thousand more. Oh, my God. This, you know, <laughs> and so but the thing that for me, it always blows me away is when I was writing what stopped me was constantly, what if I'm not good enough? What if, what if this mm-hmm. topic's been covered a million times? What if mm-hmm. I don't have the connections? I don't know how to get published or out in the world. All those things. It was never occurring to me that somebody in Iowa needed this right now, or somebody mm-hmm. in Finland needed this right now, or somebody, I mean, like, you know, so again, I just want to, I just want to tell people two things about your gifts. A, your gifts are not for you. They are for the people who need you. You can reach people I can't. You can reach Mm -hmm. people someone else can't, and we need you. And the other thing about our gifts is that they empower us, meaning I don't feel confident until I do it. 
I don't feel, Mm. I don't feel, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm so confident. I'm so great. I'm so whatever. I'm going to do this. It's the exact opposite. I'm nervous or I'm uncomfortable or I'm asking my team, like, don't let me say anything stupid. (laughs) You know, like. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I'll say for myself, I think the reason that I've had such an interesting life and I've done so many things is because I haven't let fear stop me. Mm. And I think that that's what stops most people is they're afraid. And I know a lot of times people have said to me, how did you do that? How did you pick up and move? How did you? And I just, I just say, well, I just, you know, I kind of feel the fear and I just, my heart, my gut tells me to go, go forward and I just do it anyway. Fantastic. And then you get the strength by doing it, right? So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. again, same thing, you know, like when I first started coaching, I, I was so worried, like I used to think, what if, you know, like, what if I'm crazier <laughs> than the clients? Because it's possible. Well, that's always possible. Because <laughs> it's very possible, you know? And, but then it was the doing it that gave me the strength. It, was, it wasn't mm-hmm. the thinking about it. It was the doing it. That There's a line in A Course in Miracles that says, when you see the gratitude in your brother's eyes, you will know who you are. And what that means is when you've given your gift to somebody and they receive it, they're grateful. All of a sudden you start realizing, oh, my God, I am more than I thought. And each Mm -hmm. of us is more than we think, because each of us has this light in us, this love in us, this higher power in us, this grace in us. Right. We're so much more than we think. And and if we have the courage like Janine of following the gut and following the intuition and doing it. That's how we discover this power and this strength that's in us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I have another good story. Just mm-hmm. really like right now, I'm taking an animal communication course. I'm on the second second level. And it's always scary uh, when I connect with an animal. When I say what's coming to me, it sounds like I'm just making the whole friggin' thing up. <laughs> But we were told, just go with it. It's going to sound that way. And I've been right on. I've, and it's so exciting. It's like, oh, my God, I really can do this. If I wouldn't put myself out there and say, anybody want me to read your pet and connect with them and see what, what their role in your life is and what's going on with them. Um, if I didn't do that, uh, although I, I would really like to get more people to volunteer so I can practice more, I, I've just been amazed how... Like the other day I did one and I said, oh, I think that she's old and I'm seeing gray. And I thought, oh, my God, what if this is a puppy? (laughs) (laughs) But I was right on and I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, because I kept getting. I think she's telling me because I take this for my joints. So she knows I know this. She would like some you to give her some chondroitin, something for a supplement for her joints. And I'm like. Oh my God, if I'm off on this, I'm just going to die. And, and I wasn't, and I'm gaining more and more confidence, but I have to do it in order to gain that confidence. If I don't put myself out there and do it, yes, I'm not going to gain the confidence. That's fantastic. And also what you're doing in that is you're just giving yourself permission, permission to play, permission to mm-hmm. Maybe I will get it wrong, you know, but that, but I'm learning, you know, like we all want to start off. Um, we all want to start off in this perfection, like I'm going to nail it immediately. Right. And mm-hmm. instead of like giving ourselves permission to, I'm learning a new strength or a new power, I'm going to give myself permission to get better and better at it. And I love your example of, because I have the same exact thing of, 
I'll be like recording a video or something. I'll be like doing something on camera. And the voice Mm -hmm. in my head is going, oh, you are doing this all wrong. This is really stupid. You know, you sound horrible right now. You know, that's what's going on. And uh, I'm trying to turn my phone off here. Um, And so that's what's going on in my mind. And what happens is I'll turn the video up. I'll think, oh, I was, I'm going to stop. This is horrible. And then I watched the video and it was fine. I was doing great. I wish I, I wish I just kept going. And so what I learned from that, and maybe the thing that's going on for you is that while you're thinking, well, I'm just saying gobbledygook and who knows if this is true, you're trusting it and you're following it and you're letting it happen but that critical mind is going, oh, we better stop. You're not doing it well. And I think for most of us, it's learning again. How do we tune that out? How do we follow that other mind? How do we continue mm-hmm. to follow it? And how do we give ourselves permission that, you know, you're daring a new art and a new strength. And that's so amazing. Uh, and again, you're discovering I have more in me than I knew. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Who knew? I just thought thought this, but now I can communicate with animals, too. Wow. I know. I mean, it's crazy. I'm like, how can I tune in? Like, usually all I have is the name, the the breed or species and and the sex. And, you know, I'm like, how how can I? I mean, on on one level, you know, when it comes to quantum physics and time and space or blah, 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 and distance all happening at the same time. But the fact that I can actually tune in and I can read this animal and their connection to their human, mm. I mean, it still blows me away, even though I'm, I obviously I can do it because I've been, I've been spot on lately, but I still am amazed that, <laughs> that it's even possible think, to do. I think that's such a good example because I, I'm hoping that other people hear that about, oh my God, there's so much more that all of us can do, but all of us, can mm-hmm. do. you know, when I first started um, becoming a speaker, I was really terrified of like, I- I'm great interactive. Like that was never an mm-hmm. issue. But when I had mm-hmm. to start giving keynotes where it was just me speaking, right. And I was yep. just really uncomfortable and nervous initially about that. And then when I finally went past that fear, I remember telling my partner at the time, I remember telling him and, and like realizing you're good, you know, like I get standing ovations or something. And it's like, I would, I nice. would tell my partner, it's like waking up and realizing, oh my God, I speak Swahili. I didn't know. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know I had this. I mean, I knew I could write. That was my one thing that I've always known or believed in or trusted. That was my main thing. It still is, you know, but it's, yep. but all of us, I think we're developing that we will be called in the service of a calling in the service of an inspired life. We will be called in different directions that initially seem uncomfortable or unfamiliar or who am I like that imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. My mother used to say when mm-hmm. I first told her I was starting to coach, she'd be like, do they know your life? <laughs> You're going to coach. Do they know you? Do they know your life? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, and you start feeling like, yeah, God, I'm an imposter, aren't I? Um, but again, no, that's why you're good because you have had, you haven't just had like a super easy life. Yes. I think yes. we draw on our experiences. Yes, exactly. And again, all of us, when, we, when you're listening to animals or somebody else is becoming a coach or somebody else is becoming a singer or whatever, somebody else is, you know, finally getting the knitting kit they want or whatever it is, 
we all start accessing these superpowers in us that we didn't know we had. So it will feel mm-hmm. unfamiliar. It will feel strange because you haven't opened up to it yet or you've identified with being this limited person and you ain't unlimited, baby. And that's what I think we're all learning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And very often when you're feeling tired and exhausted and you have no energy, just starting to move in a direction of of something you love, you actually start getting more energy. It's kind of a chicken and the egg thing. Yes, yes. And, and our minds are lying to us constantly. So my mind will mm-hmm. go, oh, you know what I mean? Ugh, it's going to be hard. You don't want to do that. You're tired. What's on Netflix? You know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yep, that's, yep. that's my mind's go-to lately. Yeah, yeah. Netflix, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I hear you. So, you know. At least I'm knitting and crocheting when I'm watching Netflix, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> You're valiant then. Um, me, not so much. Um, no, my, my new thing is, well, you know, I might learn something that I could put in one of my classes. You know, so that's the, that's the, that's the sneaky way. Um, there you but, go. But again, my mind is lying to me constantly. It's going, oh, that's not going to be any good. Or where it comes up even more for me is like trying to do yoga because I have a natural resistance to it. It's like, oh, it's going to be hard. It's going to hurt. You don't want to do that. And yet if I do it, I feel so much better. And there is something that for all of us, doing the things we love, initially they're fun and exciting, but then the mind starts building up resistance. The mind starts trying to stop you from going towards the places that are actually the best for you. So again, it's learning which voice are you listening to. And Mm -hmm. and that said, I'm a fan of kindness. There are moments when not watching Netflix is the highest spiritual thing you can do. Right. Mm-hmm. There are moments when mm-hmm. that genuine, genuinely is the right answer, that that's the breadcrumb I was saying, like my brain is going, where's that going to go? That's not going to be anything. And it's the next breadcrumb of, you know what, I need to be kind to myself more, more right now than I need to push myself. And, and also, um, I think we have to find ways to quiet our minds in order to hear or, or see or, you know, whatever you're your, the way you process information is those breadcrumbs, those ideas, those little nuggets. If we're always thinking and, and processing and, and worrying, it's hard to hear. Mm. It's hard to hear your heart. Mm. Yes. There, there are two, there are two different realms, right? There's the, you know, and believe me, you can probably tell I'm a very mentally <laughs> oriented person. My mind is very mm-hmm. fast and very busy and very cluttered in there. Me too. And, and yet, my to your point, it's like for me, it's always about learning to listen to my heart. And, and that happens, you know, every, there's a million different techniques, right? You know, some people will say meditation. Um, I have a journaling technique that I use that I teach in all my books called the Inspired Self Dialogues, where I... I just write to love, you know, I've just said, I'll write my, is that something you could share with people? I, I, cause I know journaling works for a lot of people. Absolutely. So I'll just quickly say it, you know, and just, um, uh, Mm -hmm. just basically if you're scared or uncomfortable or having a challenge right now, write the fear down, let the fear talk. I'm scared. I'm running out of money. I'm never going to be okay. Um, I'm fat. I'm old. I mean, whatever it is, right? Like it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And for a, I want you to start hearing what your fear sounds like. And I want you to start feeling the tone of it. Then I want you to write back to it. But this time I want you to write from imagining 
the most loving voice you could ever imagine. So for some of you, maybe it's like Janine, it might be her team, right? Or it might be spirit, uh, or it might be that you had a loving mother, right? Or a loving grandmother. For some people, when I do this in workshops, they can't think of a loving voice. So what I'll tell them to think about is, what would you say to your best friend or to your child or to someone you wanted the whole world for letting that love right back to the fear right so it's perspective and then I dialogue back and forth like I might let fear right back I'm still scared blah 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 but then I let the love right back and what what that has done for me is it has shown me an access that no matter how crazy I am there is another presence in me that has an answer and I can access it um, and journaling for me is a good technique. So I call that mm-hmm. the inspired self dialogues. And um, like I said, in, in thriving through uncertainty, uh, there's a whole chapter on it, m- more specifics for how to use that. Oh, great. No, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Um, so ooh, what was your gift that you wanted to offer? Everybody? Well, like I'm not gifted enough, right? Like, <laughs> I'm not the gift, but <laughs> um, I did want to. I did want to offer a gift, especially for these crazy times, right? So, of course, mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. urge people to buy "Thriving Through Uncertainty" my book because I think right now it's a really, really helpful read. Um, but I also wanted to offer a free gift. Um, if you go to Tama Keeves, Tama T A M A K I E V is in Victor E S dot com and you put forward slash and then the word dare um it will it's a secret code that we haven't given out but it's a secret code i did a really really popular master class that people loved and it's called dare to decide uh, making the most inspired decisions of your life and so yeah and so if there's any kinds of uncertainty going on or transition or decisions that you're trying to make we really look at how to make the best decisions of your life it uses some of my best coaching techniques it was really really an, uh, an amazing workshop and so um i'm just gifting that for free uh with this oh, thank you code for your community and oh so, thank you uh, again it's tamakeeves.com forward slash dare. And of course, if you Great. have any issue getting it or receiving it, then just write to us and just tell us you listen to this podcast, this amazing podcast, and you <laughs> make sure you get it. Um, also, while I'm here, I'll just mention I'm on all kinds of social media. Facebook, yes, please go ahead. Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, all that good stuff. So we are building a worldwide tribe of people who are daring to live from inspiration instead of fear. And I teach a lot of Course in Miracles programs. So if you're ever interested in taking Course in Miracles with me, we can hook you up, baby. We can hook you up to anything. So get temkeeps.com. <laughs> but the best way to do it is just get the free gift, temkeeps.com forward slash dare. It'll also get you, um, if you do that, you'll get our digital fortune cookies also. So it's a great way to keep staying inspired. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm sure you know this, Janine, but like for me, inspiration takes practice. It's not one time. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I always have a lot of different free support or different messages that come to people because I need to be reminded over and over and over. And then it gets me in touch with that consciousness and then I'm free. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I go through my, you know, depressive times, mm-hmm. um, especially right now that the fires and the smoke and it's it's kind of 
it's depressing. <laughs> what can I say? So it's, it's sometimes it's hard to, I mean, really doing this podcast has been a lifesaver for me, connecting with people like you and having these great conversations, even if nobody gets anything out of it, even if it's just for me. But, oh, that reminds me. Okay, what I wanted to say, mm-hmm. because you were saying how you didn't know if you're making a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't get much feedback. And I know I'm almost at 50,000 listens right now. That's pretty good feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't hear much. But the other day, not too long ago, I had Jude Morrow on, who's on the autistic spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I heard from someone that I know who has a child with Asperger's. And she listened to the podcast and she said she was in tears. I, I had me in tears when she told me that she is changing totally the way that she deals with her kid and that it meant so much to her and that she's actually contacted him to thank him. And I just, you know, I'm like, okay, well, this obviously makes it totally worth it. (laughs) Absolutely. And then here's this crazy thing. What if your depression or upset is actually part of the plan because you'll do things to keep yourself alive and supported. And in doing that, it helps strengthen so many other people. I do mm. all my work. All of my work is to heal me. I love helping yeah, people. Yeah. But to be honest, I wrote all my books for me. I teach all my classes for me. Because like you, it just keeps me strong to keep connected to the people who are making a difference. Because, uh, of course, Merkels has this line that says, when you've met me, you've met the presence of the alternative. And it's like, for me, we are the presence of the alternative. We are the voices that are strengthening a new way of being and thinking in this world. And we need each other. We absolutely need each other. So Janine, let me thank you for doing, uh, seriously, for doing amazing work, for, for giving the gift of your time and your love and your presence, because you have no idea how many people you're touching and who they touch and who they touch and I think you're part of the plan and you've touched me. I've loved your stories. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I certainly honor the work that you do. And I'm grateful that our mutual friend, Dawn Zigzag Mm -hmm. connected us. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I'm really grateful that you're writing, you know, people have told me for years, oh, you should write a book, but I'm just, I'm not inspired to do it. So Mm -hmm. Until I'm inspired, it's right because, not you, on the because list. <laughs> you have another calling. You're here to you're here right now to talk to animals. You know, my dog is probably going to tell you, don't write the book. <laughs> <laughs> thank <That's> you. Funny. <laughs> oh well, thank you. This has been wonderful. All of the links and and things that you've talked about will be on the podcast webpage too, so people can just click on them to access your book and access your gift and your uh, website. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to be sure to say to people? I mean, just where it needed to go. I thought it was, it was really flowed. It was a lovely conversation. You know, I think that was really lovely. You have such a lovely style. Oh, you do. You're just very, you bring it back to the real and to the onion and to Mm -hmm. the what, I mean, just like, you know, there's just a, you're so relatable. There's just something when you talk, it's like, oh, okay, I can trust her. It's lovely. Yeah, seriously. I've I've done a lot of interviews and of just, uh, you just have something that's really relatable or I, 
I just trust you. You know, I don't know if there's something like you just bring it back to the real and it just flows and you're really good at letting the person flow, but then also really adding in some great stuff yourself. It's, it's, it was lovely. Thank you. Oh, thank yeah. you. I really appreciate that. And, and so seriously, Janine, I, you know, I really do believe in uh, supporting people and it's like, you're doing amazing work and uh, just, you know, if you're ever really crazy depressed, just write to me or something, you know, or just honestly. Um, <laughs> I, I believe that we're all light workers and that we all need each other. So anyway, I'm just honored to meet you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, this gorgeous. Been really fun. And you're fun and you're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tama Keeves, for being such a wonderful example of someone following their calling. And I really, really did enjoy our conversation. Remember, the podcast website is realjanine.com, and Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. And there will be links to everything for Tama that that uh, for Tama. she has. Tama. <laughs> what am I? God. Oh, well. You know, I'm 70. What can I say? Go to your favorite podcast provider to subscribe to Keeping It Real with Janine. And if you're a fan of YouTube, there are video slideshows of all my conversations. Just search Keeping It Real with Janine. Do you know someone who would enjoy my conversation with Tama Keys? Did I say it beautifully? Oh, good. Please help out and share with those you care about. We'll all appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Take care and be well.